All right. And I always forget about that little intro. So we are on Block Talk Radio. I'm going to get uh, our guest, Keely Severson, on tonight. Um, We've had to transition from Zoom, our usual webinar platform, uh, because it was not uh, running it was not running a live feed to Facebook, so we had to switch over to Block Talk Radio. So there's going to be a little bit of a pause here while uh, while we do this. Okay, we're going to patch through Matthew Reed and Keely Severson. Keely, are you there? I'm here. Okay, I'm getting a little bit of a feedback, so let's sit down the... Uh, oh, great. So now I'm going to have to go more than one room away. Freaking annoying. Oops, I hung up on the Zoom. Is that okay? No, it's good, because I disconnected us from Zoom. Okay. All right, so let's put that link. We've got to put that link up on the group, too, now. we should probably put that in the events um, thing as well. Oh, God. I love when this stuff happens. It's great. It's perfect. Everything is fabulous. Yes. That is nice. It's nice to have Block Talk Radio. My feed not working. Here's the link to listen in on the podcast. Okay, post that. Okay. Matt, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. All right, so we're all here. Matt's here. Keely, you are here. We are going to do a podcast instead of a live webinar to the group. We had to switch gears here. Like I said, we had an issue with uh, our our, web, our webinar platform not working. So, oh, well, we're going to do podcasts instead. We have a lot to talk about tonight, right, Keely? Yes, we do. We do. We do. Or I should say you have a lot to talk about, and I'm just going to sit here and uh, listen. And occasionally it's going to make me ramble all know. night by myself. <laughs> You just ramble. It can't be much worse than my ramblings. So, but uh, yeah, this is gonna be this is gonna be good because mindset is huge. And I'm just gonna start off right off the bat. We have a seminar on September 29th and 30th, Friday the 28th, Friday night. Keely, you will be there, and you will be doing a little spiel talk, I should say, on mindset because mindset's huge. You can have a lot of things in place. You could be a great practitioner. You could be a great technical, skilled practitioner. You could have the entire Materia Medica memorized. A great pulse reader. All these things can happen, and you can still fail. And failure is uh, really tied into to practice management and mindset. And obviously other tools are needed as well, but 
that's how big mindset is. Would you would you agree with that, or am I way off? Like, what would you put? How much importance would you, would you put on it? I think mindset's everything. Mindset's everything for development in every area of your life, whether it's your business, your relationship, um, parenthood, driving. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can encounter reasons to be stressed out everywhere we look if that's what we're looking for, right? And so um, being mindful of your mindset, it's, it's uh, you almost have to be a police officer and, like, <laughs> write a ticket to all the ugly thoughts that come in and kind of send them on their way. You have to really be that conscious with monitoring what you're thinking, I think. That's a... Because a lot of it is mind over matter. I mean, you know, there's a lot of, like I said, well-capable people. But the thing is, is that, you know, mindset in, in the realm of practice can kill you. It can, it, if you don't have, if you don't have it, what would you say? I think, what are the some? What would you say are some of I the think, top? I well, just, I just think what mindset. I think what mindset comes down to is conquering your fears. You know, because. You can have a reason not to do anything, right? People are very held back by their fear, and fear often masquerades as the truth. And so people think that they have reasons, but they really have excuses to not follow their dreams. And the fear comes through so loud in our everyday lives. The news, the drama, TV show, the whatever, it's almost programming us to be in a constant state of fear, which keeps people unduly stressed because they're constantly in fight or flight. Um, and you have to combat that consciously. Right. And so That's... how it relates to how business is, um, you know, if you're too afraid to make changes or to recognize your value, like say, Say, say you're too afraid to raise your rates. You know, you're not, you have a bad mindset because you're not acknowledging your value or thinking that your service is valuable enough to charge a, an amount that makes your practice sustainable, right? That's, and that's a fear of I don't want to raise my rates because I don't want to lose people. It's, it's all fear-based. Mm-hmm. A lot of mindset is fear-based. And so it's mm-hmm. really, to me, about working through that. So we we have a lot I mean mindset covers a lot within the realm of practice. Um one of the we, it is fear based. A lot of it is fear based. People are fear being busy, they fear the responsibility, maybe they fear of the unknown, they fear of the fear of of actually making money and being happy versus working like a dog and, People are and having to feel that. I mean, it's, that that goes off with, you know, like setting rates, you know, you shop out of your own pocket. That's a big thing. Uh, that, that was pretty prevalent, probably still is in our field, where you actually have to, you know, think, oh, my God, well, would I be able to pay, would I pay that for an acupuncture visit? Or would I be able to buy that package? Or would I, would I, would I be able to do this or that? It's, it's, and that's a big issue, isn't it? Right. So you could have that perspective of like, well, I wouldn't do that. You know, or you could have the perspective of, I know that I'm that valuable and I only want to help people who also agree with the value that I set on my services. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
I think there's a false belief that money is inherently evil. I mean, we hear well, that yeah. kind of talk everywhere. Money is the root of all evil. Money is what, you know, and that just, that plays into all the poverty mentality stuff that we'll talk about Friday night, um, things that keep you stuck in poverty mentality. And we can touch on that tonight if you want, but I just think, I just think it's really convenient for all the people who have all of the money for them to have the rest of us all think that money is totally dirty and evil because whether or not (laughs) we like it, money is power. And if you're a bleeding heart and you want to give healthy water to the starving kids in Africa, guess what? (laughs) You need to have money to give to the causes that your heart wants to help. And so being Mm -hmm. a martyr and trying to do everything for free, um, that's that's not going to get you there. Oh, there was a friend uh, who said it, but it, had, it was a great point. And, uh, you know, the fact is, is that if you make so little, you're not even going to pay taxes. So your taxes won't even be able to go help all the, uh, you know, the services and the safety net for the people that, that, need, that need help and everything. So what are you doing? What are you doing by not making money? You're not a martyr. You're not, you're not anything special. That's the thing. Yeah. Well, there's no nobility um, in being poor. But people, but, and so, and so that's what I guess I want people to realize is that people think that they're, you know, extending charity from the kindness of their heart. And it does, I do believe it does come from a place of really wanting to help, but it's, it's, it's misunderstood because if you really want to help people, you need to, you need to mandate that they value. If look, if someone doesn't value your services, they're probably they pro- and they don't value you and they don't understand your work because you don't understand and like you teach people how to treat you, right? So like, mm-hmm. when you start to have more value for yourself and know your worth, you're going to attract other people that agree with that. And so right. if you don't think you're valuable, you're going to attract people who don't think you're valuable. Those are going to be energy suckers, parasitic types of people that will just drain you. When you can mm-hmm. shift that and it's a self-esteem thing and a confidence thing, but you will start to attract people who are more influencers, people who have more influence in their community, the kind of people that other people listen to, and they'll start referring to you. Um, yeah, big, big, um, a big shift happens when you change. When you change. Everything um, happens. Yeah. Everything shifts when you change your, I think it really starts with like, letting go of fear <laughs> yeah. and not projecting your issues onto other people. Like, look, we do this in personal relationships and we do this in business. We project our bullshit onto other people. Like if I have money issues, well, I wouldn't pay that much for that. So I'm assuming other people want it. That's right. me projecting my issue onto someone else. And then I'm creating that situation because I'm living, then I'm going to live out the narration that validates that belief that I held. But all of that can be changed. You can change your belief, and then you can change, and you can live out the story that validates the new belief. And quite easily, too. Once you do make that shift, it's painful, but things really start to snowball and then happen pretty quick after that. All change is uncomfortable. Change is always messy in the middle. That's one thing I always say. Change is always uncomfortable. And there's a really good quote about that. When a seed goes into the ground and it starts to come undone, you know, that would look like death to someone who didn't understand that, you know, a little sprout was going to come through the ground, you know, but that's the chaos of transition. And right. people, people, I think if they could shift from a little bit more 
having a little bit more faith in the journey of just kind of like trusting and not always be so stuck in fear that they'd have a little bit more encouragement to kind of listen to their inner voice. That's another thing is people aren't listening to themselves. People are listening to everyone else but themselves about what they're supposed to be doing and what success is. I think success is relative to like your why, like, why are you doing what you're doing and how is that right. being supported? And success is relative to that. You know, there's no right or wrong number per year or patients per week. It's what is your why and is that being supported by your work? Yeah. And um, are you getting burned out? Are you getting, you know, overwhelmed? Are you struggling to pay your bills? Uh, why? Why should you have to do that? Is that's yeah. where Jimmy and Sharina are going to come in and really, you know, because I feel like they, Jimmy is like, you know, system, system, systems, you know, how do you, how do you prevent burnout? Well, I think if you're not draining yourself, being completely unorganized and have some systems in place, that's, a, oh, that's one time. way. Yeah. Yeah. So there not was another part. Shit all over you is another good way to not get burned out. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, that's basically you needing the patients more than they need you. Oh, that's a class. I, I was there for so long, and when I shifted that, when I shifted that and spent less time with patients, and and didn't uh, become their, you know, their kind of like armchair therapist or whatever, you know, in mm-hmm. that way, mm-hmm. and only was, and became very efficient with the treatments and did have systems in place. Patients actually wanted to come in more. They referred more. More people called. It was just it was incredible. Uh, and more patients, um, you know, you'll always have those people that are that are a big a big time suck, you know what I mean? Like they just don't get the social cues when you wanna when you have to leave and you have to go on to somebody else. But as as a general rule, when I took on that that role people respected my time more. You know? That's exactly it. When you um when you create a situation where people are are forced to put a higher value on your work, it also creates a little bit more respect in, in the in the dynamic. Then you're going to have patients who follow your recommendations more. Mm-hmm. They're going to be they're going to get better because they're going to do what it takes to get better, and that's important. You don't want to be the acupuncturist that has a bad reputation because really the patients didn't follow your recommendation. Well, yeah, and I, would you say that? Mindset also plays into the the degree of uh, confidence, or oh, absolutely! I think mindset and confidence are interconnected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they're completely dependent on upon each other because what you what you allow yourself to think dictates how you feel, and the story mm-hmm. that you tell yourself that you're setting up for yourself to live by. And that's what people don't understand is they can interrupt that any that story any time and change it. But they're so right. glued to the to the what ifs of the fear based thinking that they don't if I could have anyone take away anything from this from this discussion, it would be I don't care how scared you are, I don't care how many reasons that you have that you think you can't do what you can that you wanna do, if you would just stop telling yourself that and start telling yourself the opposite, like encouraging yourself for everything you want to do, you'd just be amazed what can unfold. It's it's really powerful. The way that you think, of course, affects your self-esteem and your confidence. When did it, when did it shift for you? 
personally. I mean, you must have had that moment as well, right? Oh, gosh, I've been such a... Oh, I'm still working on it, to be honest. It's still shifting, right, because I'm always in transition. But I would say last year was a really big year for me. Last summer, it was maybe... May or April, I was realizing if I was going to stay in my clinical location, I was going to have to make some pretty big changes. And so I got really honest with myself and did some numbers like, what do I need to sustain myself? And it wasn't what was coming in. So I'm like, I don't have a choice. I'm raising my rates. Um, and I think it was just a sheer determination out of commitment to my why. Right. And and it, and when you made the change, things things started to happen. Once you went through that uncomfortable immediately, part, immediately, immediately. I remember the day that I was announcing to all of my new patients that, and this is this is the other thing is I think that as you shift your own mindset, you're going to start attracting more people that value you. And I think it's I don't know much about universal law, but I think it might have something to do with like law of attraction. You know, you kind of bring in what you are type of thing. It was the day that I was telling everyone I was raising my rates, and I was kind of nervous, and I had a new patient, and she just looked at me, and she was like, if you told me your rates were, however, I don't know what number, double double what they are, I would still pay it. I think your work is that important. And it, mm. I just, it, I got goosebumps, and I just thought, you know, these are the patients that I want, the ones that understand the importance of this work. And that was just a real game changer for me because there are people out there. There are people out there that will totally value your work. They will, especially when you value it. And especially when, you're le- when you let people walk, when you're not afraid to let them walk, then you're not going to take patients on that are going to be unhealthy for you. You have to be willing to let go of anybody in your life who doesn't treat you the way that you need to be treated. And that that includes getting sucked into interpersonal drama. That includes ego jerks. That includes energy vampires. That includes super toxic relationships that you think that you're hanging on to out of obligation. All of it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Sure. I mean, the personal aspect of this, too, is, you know... you see, That's the part out. that I don't know if people really fully realize is how much it also affects your personal life. Like, so I started making these changes in business like last year, and then I just started, you know, the whole process, just monitoring my fears, being conscious of how I was valuing myself. It It opened my eyes so much to myself that I started to realize – where I was projecting in other areas of my life, um, friendships, even my marriage. I'm like, oh, I thought you were the jerk? Ah, I've been a big jerk, and I've been blaming you this whole time. <laughs> it's like we project our own issues onto people all around us, and then we convince ourselves that it's them, you know? But, like, <laughs> it's not. If you have a problem, it's you. <laughs> Oftentimes, right? I mean, that's the, that's the uncomfortable part, and it's so uncomfortable at first because you're just going into something, but you know that you may not have any sort of, uh, you not may not be too sure of. Well, sometimes you that's just the go thing, and do like, it. Yeah, and the next thing, yeah, I made that. Thing. What about fake it till you make it? Is that such a thing? I think or is so. That, is that I kind think of, it is because. I mean, there's an aspect of that anyway, especially maybe just starting out. I think that if you can, like, fake confident, like, if you can just, like, okay, deep down inside, maybe I don't feel confident, but I'm going to try. I'm going to try. 
to right. look like I am. I mean, I guess that's yeah. what I was doing a year and a half ago, like just tr- just trying this new thing on, you know, and then I just kind of started fitting into it. But, yeah, I think fake it till you make it is a way to explain to people that just shift your mindset and try it, right, and see what happens. What was the biggest, like, what was the biggest thing that made you just, because at some point, there's going to be some something that happens during this shift that just drives you crazy bonkers. You know what I mean? Like you're just like, okay, enough, enough of this. What was your, I've had it. I'm mad as hell. Not going to take it anymore. I've had enough moment. Like to inspire me to change. Yeah. Well, I found out I was pregnant with our surprise third child and we're living in a two-bedroom apartment in, like, a shady area of Madison. And I was like, you know, my husband, he's he's probably making as much money as he's ever going to make, you know. And so mm-hmm. it, it's kind of like, well, if we're going to mobilize here, what are you going to do differently, Keely? And so it was out of dedication of providing for my family because that's my why. You know, a lot of people have these heartfelt stories about, like, some health condition that they got into acupuncture. Like, I did it to support my family, like, Right. whole different story, but um, I think when you get frustrated enough with the way things are going and you're to the point where you kind of realize, like, look, I have to make a change or I'm not going to be able to do this anymore, you know, at that point you have to choose. And I was at that point, you know, the numbers weren't adding up, so I had to make a choice. Am I going to Am I gonna fold here? I don't fold. <laughs> <laughs> well, once, you're, once it's in your face, what are you going to do, you know? That's that's the big thing, and uh, you know when you really think about, I don't know, for people that have worked corporate or have worked for someone, and and you're so it can be so incredibly limiting in the sense that you're you're on the hook for when they want to give you a raise or other factors out of your control, and you have a practice. The sky's the limit. I mean that that's that's, a, that's an thing. awesome. It's a beautiful thing when you think about it. It's very liberating. It's very exciting. We are so well positioned to make really as much money. The sky's the limit. I mean, especially when you're talking about some of these some of these herbal products that are coming out of botanical biohacking, like mm-hmm. the quality of the products and then practitioner costs versus MSRP. I mean. <laughs> Look, you can be an octopus with eight legs and pulling money in from every area if you if you wanted to. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I mean that that's the thing. It's like if you think that your current status, if you're struggling, if you're stressed, if you're not making enough money, or maybe you're just paying the bills, if you think that that's that's the way it has to be, you're really wrong. If you think that that's helping you help people, you're dead wrong. Those when you are, are settling, they're settling, and when you're well taken care of, and nobody should have to settle. I mean, this is this is the best time to be in this field. Everything is yes. coming a hundred miles an hour at us. It's just it's just exploding with all these techniques and everything. You have the techniques to get you confident because that is a part of it. You know, to have techniques that make that get your results, that make you feel confident, that helps with that aspect of it. And then, you know, this is the time to be in it. And you, you I struggled, and I wasn't helping anyone. I wasn't helping myself. It was totally unnecessary. And 
you know, again, like it goes back to what you say. This means different things for, to different people. But if you don't have time to relax, time to take a vacation, take care of yourself, time to study, time, money to buy the books that you want, to buy the, you know, whatever it is, the education that you want, you know, to, to, to do, then that's a serious problem and you are not living and, and you are not taking advantage of everything this field has to offer. And I think the big thing that we touched on before, Keely, is huge. If you're hanging around people who are always, you're an, essentially, if you're in practice for yourself, you're an entrepreneur. You will take risks. Right. And that's going to be very scary to other people. You'll have people, you know, doing the, I'm sure you had it too, the, oh, I don't know, oh, that seems risky, or, you know, ooh, and everybody wants to start off with just like one room out of a chiropractor's office, you know, and that may or may not be necessary. But the point is, it's like, that is incredibly limiting. The only reason I speak is because I've done these things, and I know, and (laughs) there's such a better way to do them. And, uh, yeah, I mean, stop hanging out around with, not just losers. I mean, like, of course you don't want to hang around with losers, but take your time, pick your, pick the people that you spend the most time with wisely and aren't just, you know, being overly cautious, holding you back, telling you everything, making a big deal out of everything you're doing. Like it's taking this huge risk because that's just the name of the game when you're in business with yourself. It's inevitable. It's going to happen. Hang around with people that are positive that talk about, the potential, the possibilities and growth and how they're doing better. And it's just incredible, the difference. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Your circle is really important. If you're, if you're surrounded by people who, gosh, golly, I could go so many directions with this. First of all, <laughs> if you're surrounded by people who are, just submersed in fear they're going to project their fears onto you and then you know if that's someone you're really close to you're going to be too afraid because the closest people to you are telling you that's too scary yeah yeah my husband tried to do that to me about um raising my rates and about um the first time i ever ordered foot soaks well that's that's how much money are you sure that's not a scam that's when i knew right there look I'm not talking about business anymore because he's he, he grew up poor in Mexico. He's still so stuck in poverty mentality that he's shitting my pants with half of my business decisions half the time. <laughs> um, and you really have to you really have to tune out those naysayers. And like you know, I was so inspired by what I was reading about the foot soaps. Like I knew 100%. I'm doing that. I want that in my business. And it has paid. Mm-hmm. It has paid. It it was such a smart investment for me. You know, but. But if you're surrounded by people who are telling you no or reasons why, then you're not listening to your own inspiration, your own ideas, the things that resonate with you. And every time you're not listening to something that resonates with yourself, you're going down the wrong, the wrong path. So your circle is so important. You need to be surrounded by people who are your biggest cheerleaders, who believe in you, and even if, even if they're not sure about what they're doing, at least they keep their mouth shut for you to you to learn on your own, you know? And there's a time and a place for guidance, but it's not from the people who are standing around not doing anything while you're trying to make moves. Don't take your guidance from those people, not ever. (laughs) There you go. There you go. And and the other point that you hit on was, you know, it's easy for people to say, oh, don't hang around with losers. Well, sometimes these people aren't necessarily losers. They are people that care about you. They're people that you have to be around because they're your family. They are your maybe your significant other, 
And those mm-hmm. people, you know, like I spent a week in, in, with, in, you know, on vacation and with a lot of times it's family that people have an issue with because, you know, you can have a family that you love, but none of them are self-employed. None of them understand where you're coming from. Then don't talk about it, you know, because it's not going to be something that builds you up or encourages you or, you know, really gets you inspired. But so there are situations where you, you're going to have to work with people that you care about. You're not just going to be able to cut them off. But if by any means you have a friend that you're spending time with who, you know, you're just, maybe you will just have to cut them off, you know? Yeah, <laughs> I've to. had to cut off a few friends, definitely. Yeah, me too. Me too. And then that's, and you know what, though? I've replaced them with so many positive successful that's the people. Thing. That's the thing. You might have to cut out a friend that's like taking, taking, taking with no appreciation and no give back, but then you're going to turn around and you're going to make a friend who's going to meet you right where you're at and it's going to be an even exchange. I mean, right. in with the old, yep. out with in, or whatever. Some cute saying. Out with the old, in with the new. Thank you. I've been, <laughs> I've been dyslexic all week. I've been reading things backwards and it's a little concerning, but I'm sure it'll pass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it will. So, I mean, there are some simple steps that people can take on right off the bat. And it's just so, like you mentioned the word, you said a word, awareness. Starts with that, doesn't it? Yeah, I always, when I try to explain this to people, sometimes I tell them, like, just make a little emoji and put it in your brain. Mine's a purple ninja. So I have a little purple ninja emoji. <laughs> And I try to stay aware of negative thoughts, and then my little emoji kicks them out. <laughs> right. But I mean, so, so, I mean, so, but that's like a funny way to say it. But yeah, you need to be. I think. I think so many of our fears are unconscious, and I think yeah. they masquerade as reasons to be cautious. And you know, there's some validity. I don't want to be completely reckless, but mm-hmm. I think, um, like I said, I think that there's a lot of. Um, motivation for like um, social and political programming that keeps you in the mind state of like wanting to not have too much, you know, oh, because yeah. money is you, power. Yeah. Oh, you wouldn't want to dare be, be the, the 1% because then, you know, you'd have to start being evil. No, I, I, yeah. As soon as you get okay. into that 1% category, you actually get mailed an evildoer's cap yes. from the government. You, yeah. You do. It's crazy. You, do. you don't yeah. want to, you don't want to get that hat. You, you will turn into a mean, frivolous, narcissistic son of a you know what, if you are in the one percent or let alone the five percent or whatever the heck well, it and is. Some people do, but I mean I think that some kind people of, certainly I think do, that... but it doesn't mean it'll be you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well. But say you're making um, a lot of money, you can be just as neurotic about like a fear of losing it, you know? Then you get those rich sure. people who are like, my grandpa was like that. He had money, but he he was like neurotic and controlling with it, like you yes, know. Yeah. And I think that's why it's it's not even about the money, it's about quality of life, right? I mean, that's a huge thing. So, yeah, you need money to to pay your bills and to save. And if you have a kid, you want to have a college fund maybe or something. Yeah, you want that too. But maybe you also want time off. You want to recover. I mean, you know, time to to take care of yourself because you are treating patients. Um, yeah, and my actual 
medical doctor whom I've known for 12 years now or something. It is not pretty. What they're, it's even worse now than when he was practicing 10 years ago. Because, you know, we have talks and everything we talk about. And I, it's just insane what you have to do. And um, so as you get busier, which is very possible, which is inevitable if you, if you want to and if you make the right changes and you, and you go out of your comfort zone, it will happen. To remember right. that there could be a burnout period that you want to avoid, and then again, like you mentioned, there are. But this is this goes back to what I was saying before. Now is the time. I mean, you have so many people in one place on the CMTW group. We have Sharina, who's going to talk about your marketing, internal, external. Jimmy, Jimmy's talking about systems to automate the, as much as you can so things run smoothly. So there's consistency in people's experience, and it does not take away from your treatments or your level of care. And there's mindset. I mean, this is all out there. It's all out there. Techniques are out there. Truly, the three pieces of the pot. Yeah, and techniques. I'm glad you touched on that again because when you were talking about confidence, you know, I personally know a lot of acupuncturists in my area that I don't think are as comfortable comfortable treating certain things as I am and the and the difference between me and them is I every year with the the exception of like when I'm having (laughs) when I'm birthing but I mean you know me I've been seeing you at seminars since you guys launched in 2016 you know I was Mm -hmm. fortunate enough to go to the very last seminar that Dr. Tan Tan, rest his soul, um, taught. Yeah. And so that, you know, this, these con- what I'm getting at is the continuing education. That's where it's at. If you're not confident in your skills, get out there and get to a seminar. Yeah. Because there's so much outside of what is being taught in TCM schools to enhance and further your practice. And you guys are on it, presenting that material all the time. And if people aren't confident with skills, I think confidence for, for business, for acupuncturists, it's going to start with skills. I don't think I ever would have walked from the group practice I was at if I hadn't went to that Dr. Tan seminar because of how mm-hmm. much it boosted my confidence. I mm-hmm. went from a group seminar to opening my own clinic within 45 days of attending that seminar because <laughs> I was like, oh, now I can do this. I don't need a safety net. Like I totally just felt so sure of my ability to treat pain using this system and there's um ophthalmology there's you know it's in every category you guys offer so many yep. seminars yeah tan was like that he, he helped a lot of people in that way i mean it was just when you got to see the power of acupuncture you know you could spend uh, i spent nine semesters in school leaving going eh, i don't know you know and i tried it and i and i I remember I memorized everything from school, word for word. It wasn't a matter of there being deficiencies in that. What there was was deficiencies in the general education of school, which is, for the most part, 95% of schools. If you went to that 5%, you're lucky. But 95% mm-hmm. of schools is just garbage. It did not instill confidence. And why are they not showing? And then Dr. Tan comes along. You know, and you wonder why they're not showing you this stuff. But, you know, hopefully maybe you took it in school, maybe after school, maybe 10 years later. But it doesn't matter because when you see that, you're like, oh, damn, really? That was, I would say that was that's... like one of my top, gosh, <laughs> other than my kids being born, that was probably my top life-changing moment. I mean, it was so intense for me. It was so intense. There was, it, yeah, it was just life-changing. I 
I'll sound like a weirdo if I give too much info, but it was no, a really intense though. experience. It changed it changed me, and and that that was a lot of when we when we started finding out more and more and more and and looking into the different styles and different techniques and different you know people that are actually you know killing it out there and and really mm-hmm. just being straightforward that's where that's where we came up with the name <laughs> if that works if it works yes. we use it if it if it doesn't it then cuz clinic is where the rubber meets the road and if you're not going to be you know able to apply something in the clinic um with a degree of success then it's really just theoretical at best useless and knowing you can kind of knock out pain that quick makes you a lot more confident looking someone in the eyes on their first visit and saying you know let's do 12 sessions i want to see you three times a week for a month we should we should be able to knock it out with that you know yeah Yep, it's a, and then you can. But if you're doing the poke and pray method, then you're not gonna you're not gonna feel like you can say that honestly to someone. And that's the thing about confidence is, you don't like all you have to do is tell the truth honestly. But if you don't have if you don't know how to treat, like I say, brush up on your skills. Yep, skills will help with your mindset too. And you know, if if you don't, luckily there are a lot more clinics hiring. Actually, I just remembered we had this group that we started, and a couple people posted different jobs in there. Um, but if you don't, if you're not confident as an entrepreneur, then then work for somebody. There are more and more busy clinics out there, and that's what we need. We need more larger clinics that are busy with people hiring, and maybe that's a good way to go. I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing, uh, you know, wrong with going and working for someone and being part of a busy practice in that way. You don't have to go on your own, but you're still going to need mindset no matter what, or you're never going to, you're never going to quite get to the level that you can get to. Yeah. You can't, you can't be, you can't be controlled by toxic thoughts, beliefs, and fears. If you want to, if you want to live your dream, you have to fight through the spider web of that mess. So to re- to go back to the beginning, go full circle. We can go back to the probably the the other biggest one of the biggest aspects of people actually becoming successful is their relationship with money. You know, and and how you know, not only just worrying about making money, but not ever having experienced that maybe, or you know, living with a frugal family, which is fine. I mean, there's nothing wrong with not wasting, but you know. That's a different. That's a different story. We get ideas in our head, and we usually get them from the people we're around the most, and also from family. Oh yeah, you know that reminds me. I think that's why I had a money, like a money mentality problem, growing up or my whole life because I, you know, we see, we see, we hear, and we see like money is the root of all evil. I personally saw, you know, like some just chaotic abuse. Like, and then, oh, here's some money. It's okay. You know, so I'm like, ew, money's gross. I never want, I never want your money. I don't want money. That's bad, you know? And everyone's <laughs> got a story like that. Like, I don't care what your story is, but it, it might not be that obvious, but everyone has like, well, not everyone, but people who are afraid of money probably do. You seem to be a disproportionate number of people in the field anyway. Um, <laughs> you know, we're, and a lot of us have been there. 
And, you know, maybe I just want more company, so that's why I'm saying that. (laughs) (laughs) Could be. But, uh, yeah, this this is going to be a fun, fun, um, fun weekend. And, um, that's coming up September 29th and 30th. Well, the night, the evening of the 28th as well. And you're staying for the whole weekend. I'm going to be there for the whole weekend. Yep. I'm excited. Yeah. Super well, excited not, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Cause uh, how, I don't know how long you're getting, you're talking for on Friday night, probably just wing it or just go with it, whatever. Just a little bit. Yeah. I think we're going to go over, I'm going to go over poverty mentality, like common, common things about poverty mentality and how, how just different areas of your life kind of keep you stuck there, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a constant work in progress. I mean, I think that's the, the takeaway message here. It's always a work in progress. Like I said, like I'm not the epitome of, of mindset. I still work on my mindset probably daily, definitely yeah. daily. I still catch myself projecting false ideas and beliefs I still you know have worries and scares and stresses but it's it's the dedication to not stopping there and being willing mm-hmm. to strive for more and really fighting through the fears consciously that's what I think that's what's worked for me and it's, it is repetition it's an exercise a daily exercise that only gets better it's a muscle that gets stronger when you start listening to your inspiration and stop listening to your fear, you can retrain your brain. I yeah. recently read, if you can recall three things every day that you're grateful for, you know, by day 21, you've, start to, you've started to rewire your brain to look for the positives over the negatives. And, and that's the kind of stuff that we're talking about, really, really unprogramming your brain from the purposeful, um, almost intentional type of, you know, being stuck. I feel like yeah. the news throws it at us. We already covered that, but just consciously working through it and not stopping at, you know, your excuse about why you can't do something. You can't stop there. I think that one of the biggest things with all the, the with the CNTW group and the other groups that have formed around that, like the marketing group with Sharina and, you know, they are intended to be a place where you can go and get inspired and get ideas talk, discuss, review, read. You're not going to go through and see like, oh, no patient, you know, no show, and I sat in the office all day. I've actually seen stuff like that on, a, on other groups, and it's like, what the hell are you putting that up for? You know, what am I going to do all day? And I have nothing. What? You know, what's what's that? You know, so you'll see it out there, and I don't want it to be, I don't want it to be a group of complaining, and I really hope that we achieve that. I don't. I don't think it is. You know, we I don't think it is at all, and I think your name alone sets the standard for some of the people that you're going to attract because Chinese Medicine that works is making a statement where we're already acknowledging some of the poke and pray tactics taught in school doesn't work, right? And so you're already attracting that audience of people who are a little higher mind that aren't like, oh, I know everything because I completed school, so now I'm perfect forever. You're already attracting people <laughs> who are looking for a little bit more in terms of Chinese medicine. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, so um, it's Chinese Medicine That Works. That's a Facebook group. We do have live webinars. Uh, we have, I think, believe it or not, three next week. 
sorry this one didn't work out, Keely, but what can you do? I, oh, I like the interactive okay. component. So, but we're going to put this podcast up on the group. Um, it's going to be available for people to, to check out. So, anything else? Any parting words? Hmm. Um, I, think we I guess it. I would just tell people that, you know, there's no such thing as a failure. Don't be afraid to follow through with what inspires you because you will learn a lesson to do better next time. There's no efforts that are wasted and you can always strategize and plan everything that you want. But when things are meant to unravel, they're going to. And at that point, it's not a defeat, but it's an opportunity to do better. And if people could just stay focused on that line of thinking, and I think, um, I think it would serve some well, some people who are stuck in fear, it might be helpful. And that's a really good point too that I can I can ex- extend back to the clinic. You know, there's no perfect treatment. There's no I have to go in there and do this set number of points and only do this way. I can I can only use distal. I can't mix it. You're in the room. You, this is called a practice. If you feel like you need to try something and it can benefit the patient, it's nine nine out of ten, ninety nine percent of the time, it's going to benefit the patient. You're not just going to do something for the sake of doing it practice oh i didn't get that i didn't get that motor point do it again <laughs> you know oh i used to use three needles to get that so like just keep going at it this is your clinic it's your practice and then take advantage and, and not necessarily i don't want to say play because it's like adult play in a way but be inquisitive explore be be kind of uh you know curious about something sit and think and try things and and, and you're going to come out you know come out ahead so it can even extend to that too you know absolutely absolutely so this is a great time to be to be in practice check out the group past video shows we've had past podcasts we've had ask questions on the group i think we covered it keely i appreciate it a lot your mindset talk is going to be on friday september 28th at night we don't don't know we have time yet it's seven o'clock or something maybe Sure, sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> I'll see you at seven. But I'll see the conference room is available. <laughs> if not, we'll pick a different conference where we'll 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 sneak in or something. But <laughs> they'll have it set up anyway. And we're gonna have a happy hour Saturday night. I think Jimmy's gonna do a little additional talk on Saturday night, and it's just gonna be a lot of people just getting together, collaborating, um, inspiring each other, motivating each other. We look forward to see you. If you can't make it, just stay in the group. Check it out. Keely, thanks so much. Thank you, Josh. See you tomorrow. You got it. See you. Thanks. Bye.